Well, I've been knitting since I was a teenager. I don't know why I started to knit. My mama didn't knit. My grandma didn't knit. My sister didn't knit. But for some reason, I wanted to learn how to knit. So I taught myself how to knit. I've never really made anything. I just like to knit and rip it apart. (laughs) I never really care what anyone thinks about me because I knit. But the thing about knitting is that you have to know what you're going to make before you actually make it. You either have to follow a pattern or you have to visualize it, the completed process. You have to see what size the stitches you want so there's different sizes of needle, what color yarn. Is there any of the male species in here that knits, like me? We can start like a knitting group. Because I'll tell you why. Knitting is godly. God actually knits. Maybe that's why I started. Because I came to realize that I'm being godly as I knit. My wife came to me the other night And it's been cold here in Hawaii. It's been in the 60s, like freezing. Like if I had a heater, I would would crank it up. I have to wear a jacket in the morning. Like it's so cold. I haven't used that jacket in years. But she's like, babe. And husbands, do do your wives call you babe? If they do, that's probably because you whine a lot like I do. Are you done with my blanket yet? Because I'm a little cold. And I said, well, I'm glad you're only a little cold because it's only a little blanket. (laughs) As we finish our series, Who Am I? I want to look at who I am. And I want you to think about who you are. Are we our occupation? Is that who we identify with? Am I a Titans fan? Because a local boy plays for them and everybody says he's so junk, but I think he's special. Am I the amount of money I have or the things I earn or own? Am I my failures? Am I my victory? Am I what people say about me? Am I funny? Am I outgoing? Am I stupid? Because that's what my neighbor called me last night. But not like 
you're stupid. It's like, you're so stupid. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Or am I what my closest, closest family members say who I am? I'm the youngest of four boys. And I always felt like I was not good enough. I, got the, I was the fourth one to get the hand-me-down. So it was well-worn, very comfortable. And that's probably why when there's holes in my shirt, it doesn't bother me that I go out and wear it. Two of my brothers went to a military service academy, the Air Force Academy. So being Chinese, my parents were so happy. Free education. So I actually had to try to apply to go there too. So I got in, but I wasn't as smart as them. So I got admitted to the prep academy, which all they do is teach you English, math, and you run around all day to get you in shape to be admitted to the Air Force Academy. I go there for a month, and I was like, that's it. I am not doing this. I, sh I felt like I showed myself that I could come here, but I don't have to live in the shadows of my brother. So I came home. My grandma was the first to pull me aside and tell me, boy, you're such a disappointment. And then my mom was next. She said, your father is so disappointed in you. I felt like a failure. Is that who I was? I became a firefighter at the age of 26. And I still remember what my mom said to me that day. She said, finally, you can make something with your life. I never forgot that. God knows us better than anyone. He knows us better than our spouse, our girlfriend, our mom, our dad, because he's known us longer. So if you have your Bible, would you turn to Psalm 139? Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night 
will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I think this Psalms is telling us that God knows us before we even were created. He actually had a plan for you before he started knitting you together in his mother's womb. He knew that the state of Tennessee would be in the house this morning. That just blows me away. So because God knows us so intimately, I think we have to look in his word to see what he says, who we are. So if you would turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, and it's verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, and it's verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So that's corporately. Peter is talking about the Christians. He's talking about you guys and how appropriate. We're all together. And then he goes very specific. He says, God's special possession. And that's individually. And he's telling that to us individually. Who am I? I am God's special possession. If you have a pen and you have your Bible, I want, I want you to underline that. And I want you to look at this often. Because the more you look at it, the more you read it, the more you're going to believe it. Because it's true. So why does God say we are chosen people? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. We continue. That we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. I have three young ladies that I'm going to ask to come up here. And they all belong to the same Ohana group. And I asked them to share what it means to them to declare the praises of him who called them out of darkness into his wonderful light. And the first one is Abby Jones. Abby, I actually met three years ago. We, we were at a lunch. Our church was trying to help some people that didn't have a house. So we were trying to make them feel comfortable. And uh, the thing that stood out about Abby is that she reminded me so much of our daughter. 
her mannerisms, the way she spoke. And Abby talked to me like the whole lunch. And I will never forget that. She was so kind to me. This is her sister, Danae, her older sister. She got married less than a year ago. And she's getting ready to move. She doesn't know where, but it's going to be in July. I really don't know. I know that this is Abby's sister, but I don't really know her because she doesn't really come to church. But this is the fourth week in a row that she's come to church. And I truly believe that it's because of Abby. This is our daughter, Hope. I am so proud of her. She was a bookworm as a young child. Uh, my mom actually gave me like, books she would write, like little pamphlets, when she was just a child. She's like, here, give this back to Hope. This past week, she just published her first novel. You can talk to her about it. I am so proud. This is the first copy off of Amazon. Every 10 to 15 minutes, I was looking on Amazon for about a week. And this is the first copy. I'm going to give it to Pastor Thomas because his birthday was on Friday. Happy birthday, brother. So if, if you, you know, I feel funny standing up here with three lovely ladies. I feel it's like Charlie's Angels, you remember? <laughs> and I'm Bosley. Yeah? Here you go, Abby. Okay. Um, hi. Um, so I guess I'm supposed to talk about, like, like what I think God looks like and who he is in us. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, my family moved to Virginia this past summer, and I stayed here for college. Um, and um, this church was very kind to me. So um, Pastor Thomas and Auntie Melda, they offered me their home over the summer, um, and they welcomed me um, and let me stay there and let me be a part of their family. Um, and every week since I've, um, since my family has left, really, um, Uncle Matt and Auntie Nadine have taken me out to lunch um, and let me be a part of their family, um, which made me feel very loved and welcomed. And I think that they're very good examples of what God is and how he wants us to act. And I really do see God as um, a God of kindness and love and grace. Yeah. Thank you, Abby. Well, Abby is my sister, as she said, and I agree with her. Sorry. Never talked into a microphone before. Um, I agree with Abby. I think God is all about kindness and um, just showing others what you can do for them. And like Uncle Matt said, I've only been coming for about the past month, but I've learned so much in the month that I've been here. And But I think coming to church has given me some strength because, like Uncle Matt said, I'm moving in July. I don't know where. My husband's military, so... and. 
Like Abby said, our family moved. I've never been without our family before. And since I've started coming here, I feel like I have a new family. I have people I can rely on. And um, I look forward to each week. There's a new sermon. And um, it just teaches me that God's always there for me. And I want to be there for other people. And that's, since I've started coming, it's, um, it's shown me that that's what I want to do with my life. I want to give back the way God has given to me. So. Hi, I'm Hope. Um, my dad asked us to come up and talk about uh, what it means to us to declare the praises of God who calls us out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. And um, I'm a writer. He <laughs> showed you my book, but that's always felt like a calling. It's what I do, and I feel lucky that I know what I'm supposed to do with my life. But I sometimes I feel like it doesn't look like what you would think God would want you to do. I write fantasy books. Um, the books I write are never going to be in a Christian bookstore. Um, I write about dark subject matter. I write about murder, abuse, um, but it's what I feel called to do, and I think shining a light into the dark parts of the human psyche and finding the hope there is a way to praise God, because I think God owns all of it. You know, God is the God of all, and all beauty belongs to him. So that's what I do. Thank you. Thank you. One other person I, I wanted to ask to come up. We went to go visit her in the hospital on uh, Friday. Was it Friday? I don't even remember. Friday. And she's here this morning, and she just looks gorgeous. And she told me she felt like God wants her to say something. So would you welcome Becky Ball up here? God is in control. (laughs) This is not going to be easy. Because... Us so much enough to put us through tough times. I feel so bad about forgetting him because that's what I did. Thank God for second chances, right? <laughs> The other part to it is that God used my brother to help me. He came here to Hawaii to help me and my husband while I was in the hospital. And this hospital trip was four. I'm not exaggerating. I guess I'm a little darn stubborn sometimes. And my brother and my husband had to watch me almost die. And what my brother was doing is he was praying the entire time. And my husband, whose walk is different than mine, but he's such a good man. He's coming here in the future. You will meet him. So he he prayed too. 
And God used this entire situation <laughs> to bring us closer together. And just, just to bless me and show me how much he loves me. And the other part I have to share is my, my brother came to this church without anybody knowing. Nobody knew he was coming. Pastor Thomas didn't know. His precious wife didn't know. Nobody knew. He walks in, and I'm like, Lord, I know Ohana's going to wrap their arms around him and just get his attention, and they did. Y'all did. I said, Becky, why do you not want to go to that church? I said, because I'm stupid. <laughs> I did want to go, and I came when I could, but God knows. I'm not going to give any excuses. He knows. So I just want to thank you guys for praying for me, praying me through that, because I know you did. And Pastor Thomas, you have been such an angel. Thank you. You too. Thank you, guys. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. We can also declare the praises of God through worship. So I asked Mike if he would come and play a song with us. Mike, can you come up here? Thanks to the Lord, our God and King, His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. hand and outstretched arms His love endures forever For the life that's been restored His love endures forever Sing praise Sing praise His love endures forever By the grace of God we will carry on His love endures forever Yeah. 
His love endures forever, forever. Thank you, brother. Go ahead and have a seat. Last night about 9.30, I decided to go back to Walmart. We had been there earlier in the day because a thought came to me. And it doesn't happen too often, so I usually go with it. I thought I would go and get a pair of knitting needles. So my neighbors were out there having a little party, tailgate. They had been out there when I came back from my garden at 4 o'clock. So they were feeling pretty good. So they saw me, they were surprised. Because seeing me at 9.30 at night, that's like seeing a Sasquatch. Bigfoot. <laughs> it's very rare. Right? They're like, what are you doing? Uh, and, and so they're like, hey, can you make a beer run for us? And I was like, yeah, what do you want? I, I'm going to Walmart, man. They have everything. And they're like, nah, we, we're okay. So I go to Walmart, I come back. Open the car door. You see, we should have gave him money. He's back already. We could have had our beer. So they see me walking with my knitting needles. And one of the brothers like, hey, what's that, barbecue sticks? I was like, no, it's for kebabs. And they're like, what is that? And I was like, oh, knitting needles. They're like, who's that for, your wife? And I was like, no, me. And they're like, what, you knit? That's what the, the boyfriend, what, you knit? And I was like, yeah. I was thinking about knitting in church, and so I got it. The lady's like, don't knit in church. The pastor will get mad. And I was like, oh, that's funny, because I'm speaking, and I'm knitting. (laughs) But I was wearing an Ohana Christian t-shirt yesterday, and not wanting my wife to have to do more laundry, I went in the hamper and I put it on to go to Walmart. (laughs) So I wouldn't dirty another shirt. So she sees the shirt, my neighbor, and she's like, oh, I just went to the Arise Women's Conference at Inspire Church. And Inspire Church is like a mega church right down the street. Oh, and the pastor, he was awesome. He was talking about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. And he was so funny. And I was crying. And so she's like, come, come, come with us. And so I tell her, oh, yeah, what are you going to speak about? So I tell her what I'm going to talk about. And she's like, oh, come, 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 come. Do you have something in you? Can you pray for us? And I was like, yeah, I got something in me. I'll let it out. So she gets everybody together, and we hold hands. And I don't even remember what I prayed. But God knew. Because he knew when the word was on my tongue, what would come out. And one of them's like, oh, you felt that? That was awesome. And I had felt like God wanted me to talk about a couple things today, 
But I didn't know how to make it fit. But this lady, she just starts telling me exactly what I was going to talk about. So I felt like that was confirmation from God. I had assumed she was married to her boyfriend. They bought a house, two kids. And so we went to an association meeting, and I was like, yeah, this is my neighbor. And I give her first name, and I give the boyfriend's last name. So she stands up. I'm not married. I was like, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. So she tells me, oh, my boyfriend and I, we're going to have a commitment ceremony. We're going to get committed. And I was like, oh, why don't you just get married? Oh, that's only one piece of paper. No need to get married. That's only one paper. And I was like, oh, but that's not what God says. She goes, what does God say? I told her a man and a woman will leave their mother and father and cleave to each other and the two shall become one. I was like, that's God's opinion. So why wouldn't you want to do that? So she turns to her boyfriend. Hey, we got to get married. Matt said, we got to get married. Look at him. And he looks at me. He's like, hey, go back in your house and go to sleep. But I think marriage, it's tough. They bicker at each other and I watched them and they were like yelling at each other for like five, ten minutes. I was like, that's exactly how it is to be married. And I told them, it's like friction all the time. I'm always having friction with my wife. And sometimes I just want to throw in the towel and give up. I quit. But what I felt God tell me is that if there is enough friction, there will be a fire. And I will use that fire to purify your heart so that you would look more like me. He tells me the second thing I was going to talk about. I wanted to talk about unexpected death in the family. I didn't know how to do that. And she said, you don't know my backstory, Matt. This is my backstory. When I was 23 years old, my sister was shot and killed. She was murdered by her ex-husband. And her three young kids were in the house. And then her ex-husband shot himself. I got the call. I went down to the scene. And they wouldn't let me in because they thought it was a hostage situation. They didn't want anyone to get hurt. So she said she waited hours out there. She said she was messed up. And her cousin who was there shared that, yeah, both of my parents, they died three years ago. My mom died first, and three months later, my dad couldn't live without her. And he died. So again, hey, 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 you have anything else left in you? Can you pray for me again? And so I just prayed 
a blessing on them, that they would know the love of God, that they would feel his good pleasure. You know, I was kind of busted up during worship because it's as if I felt the love that God has for the people of Tennessee. And it overwhelmed me. Sometimes in our life, we get busted up. It's as if parts come loose. And our life begins to unravel. Maybe it's an unexpected death. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's financial. I don't know what you're going through. And if you're here this morning and you feel like your life is unraveling, I believe the Lord, he has a word of encouragement for you. Because he is there waiting, waiting to stop the unraveling in your life and to knit you back together. The things that are unraveling in your life could possibly be things that you were not created for. God has a plan for you. And no matter what happens to us, no matter what circumstance we go through, that never changes the fact that we are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light. I think if we keep our eyes open, things like what happened to me last night happen all the time. It comes down to, let's just be nice to each other. Let's just take a pause from our busy schedule and just love on everybody. Would you bow your heads and pray with me?